Hi, this is Ronnie Blair, and this is the Monthly Safety Podcast for August of 2010. First, a little bit about me. I've been a Greyhound driver now for the past 19 years, been in the driver instructor program for the past five, and I currently drive out of Syracuse, New York. So this month, there were a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. And first, uh, we had a very serious accident in California, I'm sure you're all aware, at the end of last month. And um, it's a terrible tragedy, and uh, the driver was killed. <clears throat> it's a terrible thing, and it's a reminder to all of us that driving is very serious business. We have uh, a lot of responsibility <clears throat> for both of us and the passengers and ourselves. And so we really need to uh, be careful out there. Uh, there's all kinds of hazards that present themselves on a daily basis uh, all the time. A um, couple things that we can do to try to minimize these types of things. Uh, I've come up with an acronym. You know, we hear the, uh, all kinds of acronyms. Uh, right now we use LLLC or Triple LC, which is, of course, the four safe driving principles. Look around, look ahead, leave room, communicate. And I've come up with one that I'm going to call MARS, M-A-R-S. And that stands for, the M is for mirrors. Uh, these things will keep you out of trouble, by the way, is what I should have said. Uh, you've got to check your mirrors. We know that the standard is every five to eight seconds, but that's at a minimum. And that means checking both mirrors, regardless of the time of day and the lanes you're traveling in. Many drivers feel as if they're in the right-hand lane at night. Uh, why look in the right-hand mirror? But it shouldn't be something that you think about. It should be automatic. So we're going to scan our mirrors uh, continuously at a minimum every five to eight seconds. And when I say both mirrors, what I should say is all four mirrors, because as you know, we have a flat mirror on each side, and generally speaking, a convex mirror on each side. So we want to scan our mirrors frequently, so we're aware of our surroundings at all times, watching out for hazards. The A is for attitude, uh, and that's an important thing that we don't talk about when we talk about safety all the time, is how is your attitude? Do you come to work with problems from home? Do you come to work uh, frustrated with the company? Um, things that are bothering you on your mind. Are you in the right frame of mind when you're driving? Are you relaxed? Are you prepared for what the day may throw at you? Or do you have a chip on your shoulder and some hostility? This is important to get yourself in the proper frame and to be relaxed and have your composure. Take a deep breath before you start to drive and get yourself in that frame of mind so that you ensure that you have a safe and pleasant trip. And that'll be better for your overall stress level as well. The R is for keep right, and that's a really important thing uh, that we all learned in training, and some of us kind of get a little bit away from, and some of us don't, and what that means is we drive to the right as safe to do so. That doesn't mean that we always stay planted in the right-hand lane. As you know, sometimes the right lane can be hazardous, but it also doesn't mean that we avoid the right lane at all costs and simply travel in the center and allow people to pass us on either side. Generally speaking, we want to keep right as safe to do so, and oftentimes that will mean driving in the right-hand lane. Uh, when you drive in the right-hand lane, you tend to keep all of the hazards on the left side where your visibility is better, and also you keep the hazards on one side of you, which is also helpful. So again, we want to keep right as much as possible, and sometimes that will mean driving in the right-hand lane, and sometimes we'll feel as if other traffic is getting ahead of us and we're losing time, but that's the wrong way to think. When you're driving, you want to drive according to the safety standards. You want to be relaxed. And the last thing that you want to do is to be in a hurry and try to make, as we say, good time. And the S is for slow down. And this is another thing that's 
really important and sometimes we lose track of. There's no need to be driving always right up at the posted speed limit. Uh, yeah, if the conditions permit, uh, we try to keep it fairly close to the limit so we can keep that bus moving along. But we have to drive according to the conditions. That means you drive up to the speed limit, but not always at it. And one of the things that happens if you slow down a little bit is it gives you a little bit of cushion around your bus, and it keeps you from having to constantly vary your speed, gives your passengers a smoother ride, gives you a little bit less stress level, and it just makes things a lot better. So, you know, slow down, think about it. Even if you reduce your speed five miles an hour, it makes a big difference sometimes. It allows you to make adjustments. It allows you to maintain a safe following distance, which is, by the way, always at a minimum six seconds. So keep that in mind, M-A-R-S, mirrors, attitude, keep right, and slow down. That'll be my little thing. Uh, another thing that's really important that keeps coming up all the time is proper parking brake release procedures. For some reason, this has always been an ongoing struggle. Uh, drivers get into habits, and they kind of do their own thing. And this is something that we learned at the beginning of our training and it's a constant reminder. Um, if you don't release the brakes properly, of course, what can happen is we can have a fire. And if you get a fire in the brake area, in the rear of the coach, um, you've got brake material, you've got tires, and you've got uh, oil inside, grease and oil inside the uh, axle. If any of those things catch on fire, there's a good chance that it won't, you won't be able to put it out, and the whole bus can be a total loss in 15 and 20 minutes. It's really quick. It's a serious catastrophe, and it's something that can be avoided. So how are we supposed to release the brakes properly? Well, the first thing that we have to do is to make sure that we have at least 100 PSI on our air gauges. Very important that we have at least 100 PSI. And then what you're going to do is cover your, parking, uh, cover your service brake, release your parking brake, and then make a full service brake application, engage the transmission in a forward gear, and you're, when you release the service brake, that bus should roll freely. If it doesn't, make another full service brake application and hold it, and then release, and that coach should roll freely again. If that doesn't work, what you want to do is go ahead and apply the parking brake again and pump your brake pedal until the pressure reads below 75 on your air gauge, below 75 PSI. And then you're going to increase your air pressure by accelerating until the gauge reads about 115, 120 PSI. Then you're going to make a service brake application again and release it, or you can make a parking brake application, release that, and then make a service brake application and release it. In most cases, this should solve your problem with an uncooperative parking brake. If this doesn't work, call MRD immediately and ask for assistance. The important thing is not to drive if you feel that the brakes are hanging up and not to apply the service brake before you release the parking brake. That's one of the biggest things that drivers do. The first thing they do is put their foot on the foot brake and then release the parking brake. And that's not the correct procedure. And people don't even think about it. It's automatic. So let's try to do that, release our parking brakes correctly so we can avoid uh, brakes hanging up and ultimately a very serious situation with a fire. Another thing that comes up a lot is downhill driving. You know, in my area, there's a lot of uh, hilly terrain. We drive through some steeper grades. And um, I've heard drivers recently talking in the driver's room about uh, the difficulty in controlling the coach going down a steep grade, and there's only so much you can do. This is a, a really a misconception and an error on the part of professional drivers to assume that when you're going down a steep grade, uh, there's only so much that you can do. That's not true. 
although to a certain extent it, it is, and I'll explain why. What happens is when you get to the top of a hill, if you're going to be descending a hill, many drivers simply turn on the jake brake and assume that between the jake and the governor, uh, that'll keep the bus under a manageable speed, and they'll apply the brakes as needed, and if that doesn't work, well, you know, you've done what you can. But the proper thing to do is to reduce your speed before you start to go down that steep grade. And that will allow you to control the coach more efficiently as you go down and maintain a safe and reasonable speed so that you're under control at all times. Uh, that's the important thing is to have your bus under control. And keep in mind with the Jake brake that not all buses have them. They don't always work properly. And if the weather is such that it's raining or snowing or something along those lines, or if there's a local ordinance that prohibits the use of a Jake, you won't be able to use it. And if you're in the habit of misusing the Jake or using it excessively, you become reliant upon it, you're kind of not sure how to control the coach without it. So let's not rely on the Jake brake. But let me give you a few tips for driving uh, safely in hilly regions. Check your brakes during your pre-trip to ensure they are working properly. Uh, gear down before descending a steep road or hill. And really, for the most part, with our electronic transmissions that we have, that's not possible so what you want to do is reduce your speed uh, before descending the hill. You really can't do anything about gearing down. Um, never turn off the engine or shift the transmission into neutral while going downhill, and it is very difficult to control the coach. This is something we should never do. If you never thought about it, then don't think about it. Just put it out of your mind. That's a dangerous thing that uh, I have heard of drivers doing. When driving downhill, don't overapply the brakes. Uh, use the Jake if necessary. Overuse of the service brake may result in a total brake failure. If they heat up, uh, they may not work at all. You should use your brake in a gradual pumping motion and not steady pressure, not riding the brake. And remember, never use the jake in adverse weather. So when we talk about pumping, it's more it's also the term snubbing comes into play, where you apply the brakes for several seconds, reduce your speed by you know, 10 or 15 miles an hour, and then you allow the coach to roll up to that speed that it was at and then reduce them again and it's kind of a, a gradual thing you don't keep steady pressure on the brake the entire time so that they don't heat up and become minimally effective or not uh, of any use to you at all keep the proper following distance between you and the vehicle in front driving down the hill doesn't mean that we throw our safety standards away we don't modify those remember that the speed limit going down the hill is the same as the speed limit going up the hill there's nothing that says that we have to increase our speed going downhill uh, when in the mountains, watch for signs alerting you to uh, upcoming runaway truck lanes. Uh, keep these in mind. Sometimes you'll see what they call a runaway ramp. If you see that, that's an indication that there's a very steep grade, and you should use caution and reduce your speed appropriately. Uh, never attempt to overtake other vehicles near curves or at the crest of the hill. Uh, yeah, be careful. A lot of times we're going around sharp curves, and we're trying to pass especially a large vehicle, and uh, this can be a dangerous situation because the road is generally not very wide when you're going through these mountainous areas. Uh, stay in the right lane for slower traffic and never ever speed going downhill but observe the posted speed limit at all times. As I said, the speed limit doesn't change when going down the hill. Uh, when driving on downhill grades, use caution and follow the training that has helped you become a Greyhound professional. So that's from the safety department um, and a little bit of my own input as well. Um, you know, driving downhill, uh, let's, you know, be in control. Okay, um, another thing that's come up recently is um, they've made a slight change to the routing, or well, routing, if you will, when you exit the Lincoln Tunnel in New York City, in Manhattan. And this comes out of, uh, we've had several 
uh, serious left turn accidents, uh, striking pedestrians primarily um, in and around the terminal, between the terminal and the tunnel, which is only about a two-block area. Uh, and so they've made a modification in the routing. Now, uh, you should see this posted at your location if you drive uh, through the Lincoln Tunnel, but I'm going to mention it real quick. Uh, the biggest thing is that when you exit the tunnel from New Jersey, we don't make a right turn uh, on 40th Street. From Dyer Avenue, we don't make that first right turn onto 40th. Instead, go straight and go down the ramp that is just before 41st Street. Uh, although that's a right turn, and I mentioned left turns, it's also a, a very serious uh, intersection there where there's a lot of problems. People are turning, and what a lot of drivers do is they're making a right turn uh, from the outside lane, and their right side is wide open for a squeeze-type collision. So again, when you leave the tunnel, when you exit the tunnel into Manhattan, uh, we're not going to make the first right onto 40th Street. We're going to continue and go down the ramp. Uh, when you're leaving uh, the garage going to the bus terminal in New York, uh, traveling on uh, 40th Street, we're going to cross Dyer Avenue, continuing across 9th Avenue, and enter the terminal on your left into the south wing. We're not going to make a left turn onto Dyer from 40th Street because that's where we've had some serious uh, left turn pedestrian accidents where people have been seriously injured and or killed. Um, it's, a, it's a very serious thing. So uh, district manager has enacted this to try to um, prevent these types of collisions, and it's something he had been mentioned before, and I'm glad that he did it. So let's try to do that and uh, avoid these serious left-turn uh, accidents. Um, another thing that's come up is it seems like uh, some of our drivers have uh, had issues where the licenses have been suspended for things like not keeping their insurance on their personal vehicles current. Um, and then when that happens, of course, you only have one license. So your CDL is, in effect, suspended, and, uh, of course, you can't drive the bus. So um, what happens is uh, you have to, by law, by DOT, and by Greyhound um, company rule, you have to report any suspensions of your license immediately to your local manager or supervisor. This includes traffic tickets as well. Anything other than a parking ticket must be reported to the company immediately. A failure to promptly report a license suspension is a serious violation of both company and federal regulations. So make sure that you uh, keep your license in good standing, and if there is a problem, let your supervisor know, uh, you know, rectify the problem, and we don't want to come to work uh, with a license that's under suspension. Uh, that's a serious thing as well. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, passenger safety. Um, you know, we make our announcements to our passengers. Sometimes, um, you know, we say a whole bunch of things, but we're not saying a whole lot. Um, and when you make your announcements, you want to mention uh, safety to the passengers, both entering and exiting the coach. Let me read from this memo from the safety department. Uh, it's the responsibility of the driver to ensure that every passenger is aware of the proper procedure for boarding or alighting from the bus and be able to do so safely. When arriving at any location or rest stop, the driver must make a clear announcement to the passengers regarding exiting and boarding the coach. In the announcement, please remind each passenger of the following. When you exit or board, always use the handrail, even if you do not think you need it. Always watch your step when stepping down. If you have luggage or food in your hand, please use extra caution or ask for assistance to board or exit the coach if the driver is not present. When the coach is in motion, please use the luggage rail or the back of the seat to keep your balance as you move about the coach. Never get in a hurry or try to exit or board when you are distracted. Don't let complacency or failure to follow the company's safety policies 
result in one of our customers sustaining an injury on one of our coaches. It is the driver's responsibility to be at the bus side to help during the loading and unloading process. Remember, Greyhound cares about the safety of our customers, not only when the bus is on the roadway, but all the time. So this is important, uh, and I've done this with my announcements as well. It only takes a few more seconds to incorporate it. Remind your passengers to uh, use caution as they exit. Don't be in a hurry and hold on to the handrail. But most importantly, be at the entrance door when your passengers uh, board and, again, when they come off the coach. It's so important to be there. I see drivers get off the bus and keep walking to the point where if someone were to fall, they wouldn't even hit the driver in the back because they're just gone. Let's not do that. Let's take a minute to be the professionals that we've been trained to be. Uh, we're the best in the industry, so let's continue to do that. Also, when you make your announcement, if you have a bus that's equipped with seatbelts, remind your passengers that the bus is equipped with seatbelts for their safety, and they should feel free to use them. We don't want to tell anyone they have to use seatbelts, but we want to make them aware that they're there. Greyhound cares about your safety is the implication, and feel free to use them. Uh, as the buses are re being refurbished, and we're buying new buses, we're going to see more and more buses with seatbelts out there. We want to remind our customers that we have those. Uh, we were the first ones to have them, um, and it's a, it's a great thing. So let's talk that up a little bit, remind the passengers that they're available, encourage them to use them. But again, we're not going to force anyone to use a seatbelt. That'll about do it for this month. Uh, I want to uh, thank you for listening. And if you have any comments, uh, suggestions, concerns, feel free to send me email at Ronnie, R-O, N-N-I-E, 13211 at gmail.com. And I look forward to seeing you in September.